Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, Go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. <laughs> it's a weeknight. Walking home from dinner. Leave the place. Turn the corner. Kind of a quiet, dark street once I get there. And you know when things creep into your mind and it's really random, but you think somebody could totally be thrown in a dumpster here. Which got me thinking about all those shows and podcasts and documentaries about people who end up places like that. We love true crime. It has exploded. There's an insatiable appetite for it. And I've got questions. My name's Mike Simpson. That is our focus today. True crime, our obsession with it. Why do we like this stuff? There seems to be, right, that huge appetite for it because it's everywhere. Every podcast that's number one every other week is a true crime podcast. And it just doesn't really make that much sense to me why I can fall right asleep after some show about somebody being murdered, a real thing that happens, but not after, like, a Halloween movie that's fake. That has always puzzled me. <laughs> that has always puzzled me because <laughs> true crime is true crime and the rest is made up. You recognize that voice? Aaron Moriarty from 48 Hours on CBS also has the podcast My Life of Crime. I went to her first to ask why she thinks people are glued to shows like hers. Well, there are a number of reasons. True crime focuses on people who look and act and seem just like us but who commit extraordinary acts that we can't imagine performing. And then I, I also think one of the reasons why women uh, by far outnumber men who watch true crime is because I think that there is a fear all the time. I mean, if you, I don't know if you can hear in the background, there's a siren right here. We did not plan that, by the way. You know, people have a lot of fears, fears of crime. And in an hour whether it's Dateline, 48 Hours, 2020, it's pretty much resolved. And uh, usually the bad guys go to prison. And the good guys and the families can hopefully get some kind of closure. And if you're a fan of, you know, the genre, you already know that you can't really look away once one of these gets started. Exactly. And and that is, you know, sort of the rubbernecking phenomenon. You know, you 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 see a, a grisly accident on the side of the road. You don't want to really look at it, but you're just compelled to. Well, it's the same thing with true crime. And that's why they tend to focus on the most sensationalized stories, the most grisly stories with a over preponderance of serial killers. Dr. Scott Bond, criminologist, professor, author. He wrote the book Why We Love Serial Killers. They are 
similar in many regards to great white sharks. And they have three things in common. They are rare, exotic, and deadly. We are attracted to those things that are rare, exotic, and deadly. Okay, so if I'm watching or listening, am I trying to figure out why the shark did what it did? Absolutely. As a human being, what can possibly be worse than that? So it gets us to really look at the dark side of the human condition in its worst form and and try to understand it. I think we're compelled, but it's so it's so damn frightening that we, we, we feel compelled to answer it because if we can somehow figure out why they did it, why these people are doing these things, then maybe the world makes a little more sense and it's not so frightening after all. But in a lot of cases, and we'll stick with the shark, I'm not going to be able to figure out why the shark did it other than the shark wanted to do it. So am I in a roundabout way, whether I realize it or not, trying to prepare myself like, oh, this isn't going to happen to me. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. And in fact, they, I'm frequently asked, you know, are serial killings going up? Are there more serial killers uh, or there less, you know, in, in recent years? And the answer is there are actually fewer serial killings now, uh, in fact, far fewer than there were in the 1970s and 1980s. If there was a, a decade, the, you know, the era of the serial killer, it was certainly the 70s and 80s, where there were perhaps six to 800 serial killers operating in the United States. Now, they're still around, but we're probably looking at a couple of dozen. We can thank TV shows like America's Most Wanted, like 48 Hours, that have made people more vigilant. You know, we're less likely to go out and hitchhike the way we did in the you know 70s and 80s, and we're more responsible, less likely to be duped by a by a present day Ted Bundy, you know, for example. And then you also have a much more advanced. Uh, policing techniques. I believe what's happening is individuals who might go on to become serial killers are being apprehended after their first killing, and they never actually become serial killers. I think that that is happening, but the fascination has not gone away. Is there also some kind of thrill to it, even if I'm not, you know, super excited. There's something that makes me binge it, right? If it's a Netflix series, it's not a jump scare like in a horror movie because they build those in to make me jump off the couch. But there's still something emotional going on. There, there's this visceral appeal to it. You know, if you look at it as simply entertainment, how different is a serial killer story for an adult than a roller coaster ride or a fun house or a haunted house for a child? It, it gets it that that wonderful visceral adrenaline rush um, that we all love, but we want it to be in a, in a safe and controlled environment. We, you know, we don't really want Jeffrey Dahmer to come to our door, but yet we want to experience uh, the, 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 the story and the, and the um, adventures, if you will, of a Jeffrey Dahmer. We just don't want him to actually come to our front door. Dr. Scott Bond, criminologist, professor, author. He wrote the book, Why We Love Serial Killers. Aaron, you've done this for years. I'm sure people ask you, are there people, are there stories that got to you? I mean, did they scare you? Well, there is a man by the name of Daniel Marsh. He's a man now. I think he's 21 now. He killed people when he was 15. He is without question a psychopath. He's been diagnosed a psychopath. 
So he is a person who kills because he enjoys killing. Master bedroom. In 2013, Marsh, in search of victims, climbed through an open window into the home of 87-year-old Oliver Northup and his wife, 76-year-old Claudia Maupin. The elderly couple was asleep when Marsh stabbed Northup 61 times, Maupin 67. And he would have gotten away with it. He, he uh, put tape under his shoes so his shoes would not leave any kind of uh, footprints, shoe prints. He made sure he was covered so he wouldn't leave any DNA. The case went unsolved for two months until police got a tip from a teenager who heard Marsh brag about the crime. What are you reporting? Double homicide. And so he scares me because he just loves to kill. Most killers kill someone who's in their way. They may be sociopaths. And so a husband might kill his wife because he fell in love with someone else and he doesn't want to pay her alimony. And so he kills her. We see that all the time or vice versa. You know, the woman, you know, pushing somebody off the um, cliff. That happens. Some of the stories we've done, they've knocked two people off cliffs trying to get away with it. But the scariest killers are people who just enjoy killing. And thank God they're not as common. But those, so I didn't interview Daniel Marsh, but I watched the interview that the FBI agent did with him. And I found that to be the scariest interview I've ever, ever seen. Every time I look at someone, in my mind, I see flashes of images of me killing them. I'm not going to lie, I felt amazing. And the FBI agent told me it was the scariest person he had ever interviewed. And he was 15 years of age um, because those people, you have to catch them. And if they're really smart, um, it, in his case, if he had not bragged, he would have killed other people. So that is scary. Does it still boggle your mind that even now, like with all the technology and everything and all the cameras that are everywhere, that some people can still just disappear? Yes, it does. It does. But as you saw with a Gabby Petito, it's getting a lot harder and it's getting a lot harder to get away with murder. What you know boggles my mind are how many weapons there are. You could kill someone. Um, you could kill some. Oh, I shouldn't even give people ideas, but <laughs> nicotine yeah. or antifreeze or... There's no end to the kind of weapons that people use or what looks like accidents. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, check the history page. How many people leave it up there? Their Google searches. Can I kill somebody with X and then get caught? <laughs> oh, how stupid. I agree. But you know what? If you looked at my computer, a serial mass murderer, because I look up on everything. <laughs> she didn't do it. We promise. She's trying to catch them. Before we let you go, there is that other show, you know, on the other network that's kind of famous. Uh, we were talking before we started recording about that. Do you guys ever get together, you know, and what's that like for the true crime fan when they see you and Keith Morrison or Josh Mangowitz sitting at a table? <laughs> very funny because actually I'm I'm a very good friend with Josh. I have been with Keith Morrison and have had coffee with him. So because, uh, you know, inevitably we end up sometimes at the same trials, which I hate because I like to be ahead of people. Um, but we are friendly competitors. And I think there's room for all of us 
our viewpoints are different. I really look at it as a lawyer. What's the important legal issue here? What do people need to know from this case? While Keith will tell a wonderful bedtime story. <laughs> With that funny voice he does. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Oh my God. But I do have people on the road who apologize to me and say, but I love Keith Morrison's voice. And I'll go, it's okay. Aaron Moriarty, 48 Hours, and the podcast, My Life of Crime. Back outside, city streets, daytime, everything's fine because the true crime was solved, just like one of the episodes, right? Starts all scary and ominous, and then at the end, bad guy's going away, and everything's good. Here's what you can do. Send me more questions. I've got questions at odyssey.com. A-U-D-A-C-Y. I will call someone. I will go somewhere. And uh, we'll try and have some fun figuring out whatever it is that you want to figure out. Or even if you know the answers and you've Googled it before, but you think it's cool and other people should know, well, we'll do that. I've got questions at odyssey.com. This comes out of KNX News 97.1 FM in Los Angeles. I'm on at 1 o'clock every weekday and then go till 6 or 7, depending on the day. So you want to listen to the news? Listen to us. And uh, thanks. We'll talk next time. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest.